Good morning. As we start our time of worship today, we want to come before the Lord in humility to worship Him. We want to come with the right heart, and so we become we come uh, confessing our sins first. So we're going to do a corporate prayer of confession. So let's take a look at that today, so we can prepare before we say this prayer. So. Uh, Riley, I'll go ahead and have you put that up on the screen. So let's review and take a look at this prayer before we uh, pray it together. We see it says, Our merciful Father in heaven, we have stumbled by our own iniquity. Now we ask that you would receive us graciously, for, for in you the fatherless find mercy. We offer the sacrifice of our lips to you now. We forsake all vain hopes of help in any idols of this world. We forsake vain hopes of help in any idols of this world. So last week in our sermon we discussed hope. And we know clearly from the scripture that hope, our hope is in the Lord. Right? Our hope is not in vain idols or we could say worthless idols. And we actually know that God also in the scripture places a significant emphasis on turning from idols that idolatry is very wicked in the sight of the lord right from the very first of the ten commandments you shall have no other gods before me right exodus 20 we have this commandment and immediately right behind the commandment we're giving a warning and then a promise you might remember you shall not make for yourself uh, a carved image right so this is, this is the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me, and then really played out in the, the processing of it. We shouldn't make these idols, even the third commandment. In 1 John, we're exhorted to keep ourselves from idols, right? Paul in Colossians 3 admonish, admonishes us to put to death the idolatry in our life. 1 Corinthians 10, we're called to flee from idols, flee from idolatry. And in the, in the, we think about idolatry, we think of idols in the Bible, we're familiar with, maybe in the Old Testament, we think of statues or carved images to foreign gods and that people trusted in and even worshipped. But in our culture today, you know, allegiance to some physical representation of gods is probably not something that we struggle with as much. But in some ways, the idols that we deal with today are much more insidious. Because biblically, an idol is something that we ascribe value and worth to that surpasses the supreme worth and value that we ought to ascribe to God. So it doesn't necessarily mean bowing down to something in a physical sense, although you might do that. But what an idol is, is when something is elevated above God in your life. One commentator said, an idol is anything or anyone that captures our hearts, our minds, and affections more than God. And in that, anything can become an idol. Even a good thing, wanted too much, can become an idol. The Puritans called these inordinate desires. Inordinate desires. So idolatry is who or what you worship, what you long for, what your heart is set on, 
But of course, that should only be God alone that we idolize. So here in our time of confession, as we're going to pray this together, and then as we individually confess our sins, let's, let's consider, do I have any idols in my life that I need to confess to God and repent of? This would be a good time to do it. But, it, but it's going to take some self-examination. It's going to take some stillness before the Lord. Because I think that idols, for some reason, can be one of the ultimate blind spots in our Christian life, right? Because for some reason, we're good at looking at others and saying, you know, I think she has an idol in that in her life, right? But, but when it comes to us, or people confront us with, hey, maybe this is an idol in your life. We can say, no, 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 it's not an idol. It's, it, it's just a preference I have. It's just a, a good desire. It's just it's an emphasis God has given me. It could become an idol. So it begs the question, do I have any idols in my life? And what are my idols if so? Well, one of the best ways to consider this is to ask, what captivates you in life? What is most important to you other than God? Because anything or anyone that captures our heart, mind, and affections more than God is an idol. And this if this self-examination convicts you from God's word, then you need to yield to God and follow him. But if the reflection, the self-examination, leads you to a deeper desire for satisfaction in something other than God, then it's probably an idol. And practically, I want us to consider some questions we could ask ourselves. Consider, consider this to determine when something is an idol in your life. So something is probably an idol in your life when it's what I enjoy talking about most. It gives me the most excitement about the future. It gives me greater joy than Christ. It's what I daydream about the most. It's what I love spending money on. It causes me to disobey God. It's what I fear losing the most. It's what I most enjoy reading about. It's what I look to for heart refreshment. It's what I most enjoy spending most of my time on. And where we find idols in our life, we need to repent. We we need to ask God for forgiveness, for the sin of allowing something to capture our heart more than him and his glory. And it's important that we change our mind. We renew our mind when we have this idol. Sometimes an idol is something you can just run run from, something it's something you still have to sort of deal with in life. Right? Like you might have to, you might idolize a car, but you still probably have to have a car of some sort. Right? So let God renew our minds in this way. And as we consider idols, we need to have an urgency about destroying our idols, about forsaking our idols. Because anything that's an idol in your life, it threatens the supremacy of Christ in your life. Right? So, so while idols might seem fulfilling at the moment, they probably certainly do to the flesh, but if they threaten the supremacy of Christ in our life, then it also is going to threaten your joy, your peace, and your hope in God. So as we approach our time of confession, let's together, by this, 
and then individually consider our idols and confess them to God and repent of them. So that God alone would be our chief treasure and that we would not place anything above the majesty and glory of our God. Amen. Well, now let's, uh, let's kneel together if you're able and uh, we will say together this prayer of confession. Our merciful Father in heaven, we have stumbled by our own iniquity. We ask now that you would receive us graciously, for in you the fatherless find mercy. We offer the sacrifice of our lips to you now. We forsake all vain hopes of help in any idols of this world. We ask that you would heal us and show us your love to us freely. Forgive us of all our sins and bring forth in us the fruits of righteousness for your glory and praise. You alone are the source of life and healing and blessing. We ask that you would forgive us for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. We'll now take a time to individually confess our sins to God.